Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, episode double seven, a post Mother's Day delight. Happy Mother's Day. Belated Mother's Day to the mothers who listen to this podcast and a sad Mother's Day to the mothers who don't. I hope your child forgot all about you. I hope he left you alone and downtrodden. I'm kidding. What an awful, what a terrible thing to wish upon a mother, just their child being disrespectful to them. I can't imagine many things feel worse than your child just brushing off your existence. That's got to be brutal. And uh, boy, have I done that a bunch. <laughs> my mom actually called out a moment while we were upstate with my in-laws. She's a big fan of talking shit about the kid in front of the in-laws, I've noticed. This is a funny story, though. I think it's funny. In the moment, it wasn't funny, especially for her. It was sad, and I felt bad in the moment. But, but in hindsight, in the sight of hind... I think it's an extremely funny accident, incident, occurrence, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I, uh, well, first of all, I remember one time, I guess it depends, uh, you know, towards your mother is a more sad, upsetting thing to let take place. But towards your father, I guess it depends who your father is. My dad doesn't really give a shit about anything. He's getting more sensitive as the years go by. I've noticed he's, you know, he's, he's you know, says he's proud of me and shit more often, which is sick. Um, I haven't really done anything to be proud of, you know. I found a cool wife and I'm, you know, pursuing a dream that I haven't really accomplished much in yet. It's a slow fucking, a slow trog. Slow, slow. It's a slow something. Uh, but yeah, I remember one time, dude, I called. This year I remembered, but last year I think I called my dad a day a day or two after his birthday, I was like, shit, sorry, Pops. Happy birthday, my bad. I, it fucking slipped my mind, yada, yada, yada. And he was like, it's all right. You uh, you completely forgot my birthday last year, so this is at least a step in the right direction. And I was like, what? You didn't, you didn't <clears throat> think to mention anything? And he was like, nah, it's, you know, it's whatever. What are you going to do? You fucking forgot? You forgot. It doesn't fuck. It's not a big deal. And I mean, it's just, just so, you know, I guess it all depends who the disrespect is towards. It's tough to disrespect somebody who doesn't give a shit about things. But my mom was telling the story about how one one year, I guess, uh, I had just moved. I had moved into the city. Finally got out of my parents' house. And I was really relishing, reveling in the fact that I had gotten outside of their walls. I was no longer constrained by the roof of their home and their fucking... Laws. <laughs> but I guess, you know, Mother's Day came and went or whatever. It was like a week. A week after Mother's Day, I had, for some reason, I don't know, she was in the city or she was picking me up from the train or I was on the island of Long saying, you know, stopping by or something. And, and you know, I got to her and she was like, uh, you got something to say to me? And I was like, uh, Hello? And she was like, it was Mother's Day. And I looked her in the eye and said, we still doing that? 
I mean, just the fucking most disrespectful yet in the sight of hind funniest things you could possibly say. I mean, can you could you think of a more rude thing to say to your mother? That just on the day of mothers, you say to her, are we still doing that? Like it's a lunch with an old college friend and not a special day dedicated to the woman who dedicated her life to you. Are we still doing that? Then she said, I went, I went into the car, whatever the fuck I was, I went into my backpack and I was like, oh, hold on a second. And I went into the backpack and I pulled out a Mother's Day card that was still wrapped in cellophane, unfilled out. And I was like, hey, I, I didn't completely forget. I kind of, you know, thought about it, which I think is probably worse than completely forgetting about it. Being like, instead of just being like, oh, it totally slipped my mind. I had no idea Mother's Day was even taking place. Is less worse than being like, ah, see, I thought about you. I thought about you. I thought about it. And I got a card and then I said, eh, you know what? Not worth my time. I said, I thought, I remembered the day clearly and determined, nah, fuck this bitch altogether. It's definitely way worse to have gotten a card, remembered the day. And not have done anything about it. Far worse. To have been like, I remembered. And deemed it not worthwhile. But now that you're calling me out. Here's the card I planned on giving you. But then other plans got in the way. Because anything is more important in this moment than you. I don't know what it was. I think when I, dude, when I fucking moved out of my parents' house. Because you know, I did it, I guess not late. I, I had friends who stayed and lived with their parents much longer. But I was with them for a longer period of time because I only went away to college for a fucking semester, dude, before I got kicked out. So by the time I got out of there, I was 23, I think. I was just like, I'm done. Wiping my hands clean of these people for good. And I guess that included all days that celebrated them as well. But I've come around. Now I don't miss a Mother's Day. I don't miss a fucking... I don't miss a card. I don't miss a gift. I got her some nice grass-fed cheese from across the way with some balsamic reduction to dip it in. Got her a card. Um, I'm better now. And it's also like, it's not, you know, it's mostly my fault, but I'll, you know, I'll be, I'll be a fucking, I'll be the piece of shit spoiled kid that I am and continue to push it off onto other people. We always did holidays and shit at my house, but I was never, you know, the family value thing wasn't instilled to me in the most aggressive way possible. We don't talk to a lot of my family from the get-go. I have no cousins. I have cousins. They exist, but I don't talk to them. No relationship with them. My dad's got a brother and a sister. Haven't talked to them years. Um, don't really have a relationship with my mother's brothers and sisters kids I definitely spent more time with them you know you had a forced Thanksgiving a forced New Year's Eve celebration the New Year's Eve was alright because they were at my house but I feel like I feel like I don't remember them really coming the only people I remember coming were just aunts and uncles or you know the fake aunts and uncles that you call aunts and uncles because you know they were friends with your parents from an early age which are real aunts and uncles I think 
then can be they can be of as much importance as the real ones. But yeah, my main uncle who I fucking, you know, the dude I loved, who's dead now. Because life is bullshit. He didn't have any kids. If he had kids, I probably would have been tight with them. But he didn't. And also, it's like all it's all, all my cousins are fucking girls that I was hanging out with. So maybe that's part of it also. But yeah, anyway, uh, we did Mother's Day at my, at my lady's parents' house on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. My mom came in and uh, she proceeded to talk shit about how I was a piece of shit. Which is, you know, if you're going to be a piece of shit, you got to be willing to take the hits. And my dad did not come in because he had... Uh, he had a couple of procedures that he needed to do on Monday. Which I should have called him about by now, but I didn't because I'm a piece of shit. He was having a colonoscopy and an, endos- and an endoscopy, which you have to prep for. You got to drink a bunch of shit. You know, I think it's poison. And then it just clears out your system so that they can go into your colon and not have any obstructions in their view. So he didn't, uh, he didn't come in, which, you know, let me tell you something about my dad. If you bumped into him on the street of New York City and you said, Hey, Anthony, would you rather take a traffic-riddled car ride into Manhattan with your wife or would you rather have to drink poison and get a camera shoved up your ass and down your throat? He would pull his pants down, bend over on the sidewalk of the city, and you'd be like, No! I didn't mean right now. And he'd be like, I knew you didn't mean right now, but I'd rather have one done right now. Then take that car ride in with my wife. So, look, man, not all marriages can be fucking starbursts and Skittles. They can't all be sunshine and rainbows. You know, sometimes marriages are the type of marriage that colonoscopies have silver linings. Because you get a day away from your lady. You get your fucking one-story ranch on the island of Long to yourself for a night because you had to have camera put up your butt and you know what you're not that sad about it you take the good with the bad a car ride into the city with a wife who can be a bit much sometimes and not having a camera put up your butt isn't as good as not taking that car ride and having a camera put up your butt so what are you gonna do you know you know but uh, anyway, I wanted to start doing a portion of this podcast where, because a lot of times I'll be talking to you guys, I'll be talking into this microphone and I'll go to reach, I'll go to pull for a word out of a bag that, you know, is supposed to be in front of me and I just can't because my brain is fucking mush. It doesn't work well. I can't retain a goddamn thing. I smoked a lot of weed out of tinfoil early on in my life. Maybe that's it. Maybe I have uh, an iodine efficiency. I don't know what it is. But I thought, hey, maybe, you know, sometimes as the week goes on, I'll read articles, I'll hear words used, and I'm like, hey, I, sh- I would like to add that to my vocabulary. And then, I, and then I try to do that, and I just completely forget what they are, what they mean, how to use them. So I thought, hey, maybe I'll take the words that I jotted down, and I'll talk about them on the podcast. I'll increase my IQ, hopefully I'll increase your IQ, possibly, and we'll all, you know, have a good time adding words to our vocabulary as a community. So these are the words that I, r- I wrote down that I thought, I would like to learn, and I'm going to share them with you. Apoplectic could be the name of this podcast, if I'm being honest with you. A lot of, this to- a lot of the times when I record this podcast, I become apoplectic. Apoplectic. Overcome with anger. It's very fitting. 
Very fitting for this podcast. Word number two. Consternation. Consternation. Feelings of anxiety or dismay. A lot of times before a big show, I will have consternation. I don't know if that's how you use it in a sentence. Let's see. How do you use it in a sentence? Consternation. I always welcomed Clover, much to the consternation of the neighbors. I guess the neighbors don't like Clover. And it's probably because his name is Clover. A lot of the people coming here to read these words in these sentences are stupid people. Let's not throw them off and confuse them by using the name Clover as the name. What do you think about that? I always welcomed Clover, much to the consternation of the neighbors. Jill, your book is a happy ending that created consternation among some early readers. Is happy ending code for something? Why would a normal happy ending create feelings of anxiety amongst early readers? The only way I'm interpreting the sentence is that, Jill, your book has a happy ending that created consternation among some early readers. Jill, your book has a dirty version of a happy ending created that created consternation among early readers. Why else would it create consternation unless it was the Chinese kind of happy ending? Do any other races of people give happy endings? Or are they all Asians? Are they all Chines? In China, are there white people just rubbing down elderly Asian men? Or is it that just in every Chinatown of every major city is just Chinese ladies tugging on a peck? I mean, I, Jill, your book has, has a happy ending that created consternation among some early readers. I think that means within the book, it vividly describes a scenario in which a man goes into a massage parlor and gets his pecker yanked on. Call me crazy. Call me a genius. I don't know. That's how I'm looking at it. Word number three, vapid. To offer nothing. A lot of people I hang out with in the comedy community are vapid elephants. <laughs> this podcast is a vapid waste of time. <laughs> is it? Wait, I don't think this podcast is vapid. It could be considered as vapid. I don't know. Vapidly apoplectic could be the new title of this podcast. That would have been a good name. If I was smarter in the beginning of all this, apoplectically vapid could have been a title for this pood coost. I hope my father isn't apoplectic that I didn't call him about his colonoscopy. The fact that I haven't called him yet is giving me a bit of consternation. I hope that when I do call him, our conversation is not vapid. Look at us. Getting smarter than a fucking thing I don't have an example for because I'm not that smart. Tuning in and listening. Leave a rating and review, please, on Spotify or Apple. Um, tell your friends about the podcast. I'm also looking, if any of you are into graphic design or anything, I'm looking for a new uh, podcast logo. I'm sick of my logo. I'd like a new one. Something cool, something fresh little funky, a little traditional. Um, if any of you want to do that, you know, message me on Instagram or DM me or email me. That's a shame podcast at gmail.com. 
however you want to get in touch with me. Um, anything else? I think that's it, man. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Stay safe. Bye.